So, um, I do have a question for you. Okay. So, I saw one of your retweets from, I think it was last week, um, where, that was it, is it Mikhail Jolet? Mm-hmm. Jolet? Jolet. Jolet? Uh-huh. Michael Jollett. Michael Jollett. <laughs> uh, he was. Uh, he had mentioned that their first album for the mm. Airborne Toxic event came out ten years ago. Yeah, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, that surprises me. I thought they mm-hmm. were around longer than that. But uh, mm, yeah, yeah. You know, no, pretty, they came. Uh, pretty... They came about during that like two thousand eight, two thousand seven, two thousand eight uh, haze of all that kind of music and stuff, which is cool. Okay, but I didn't realize it was that long actually. So, I was How... like, holy shit. How recently had you listened to the Airborne Toxic event? Like around that period? Or as of right now? Like is it recently now did I listen to that album? Uh, just you... in general, the the music. Um I listen to band. them every few days generally because it's on like uh I have like a favorites playlist uh mm-hmm. on Spotify and uh I have a bunch of their songs on there. I have like 45 of their songs on there. <laughs> so, <laughs> What's cool though is that same day that he was tweeting about that either in that thread uh, or in another one, he was, someone said something and he was like, oh yeah, well that's going to be on the new album. And I was like, fuck yes. Cause they haven't toured since 2015. That was the last time I saw them and they haven't said anything about touring or an album. And I was like, ah, man, they might be breaking up. Like who knows? So that was the like, first thing I'd heard of him uh, saying they have new material coming out soon. So I'm super stoked for that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, I know it's one of your favorite bands, and mm-hmm. I had figured that you probably listen to them regularly, but uh, wasn't sure. sure or not because we don't oh, yeah. uh, bring them up all that often. But yeah. um, let me ask you another question. Okay. When when was the last time you listened to Christmas music, Stephen? Uh, I mean, Christmas time. Okay, that's exactly <laughs> my problem. You don't like Christmas music. You think you do. Christmas fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm already pissed off about it. Wow, yeah, you're bringing it up. That's, uh, you're like, you're, because Christmas stuff is already showing up in stores. I've seen it. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to Michael's and Hobby Lobby recently to get some frames. Mikkel's. Oh, sorry, Mikkel's. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they already had Christmas stuff out. I mean, they had Halloween stuff too. It was a very weird time. Um, that's yeah. why I don't like going in there, uh, all the time. But, um, listen, Brent, um, I think that you can be into things seasonally. Uh, and I think that's okay. So, and, and also I feel like I actually could have listened to some Christmas music and or watched a Christmas movie and I would not tell you because you'd make fun of me. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that, but I did think about watching the night before on my birthday or like around there and do like Christmas in July okay. and I didn't mm-hmm. end up doing it and I would have done it if I wanted to, I wouldn't have, you wouldn't have dissuaded me, but I probably wouldn't have told you about it. No. So mm-hmm. if, if you wanted to do a Christmas in July type thing, yep. like I understand that mm-hmm. as a concept. Sure. I do not agree with it. And I will, I will fight you to the death. You understand it, but you are, <laughs> you do not like it. No. And people that like that do not like them either. They're dead to me. Oh, wow. Um, but, uh, yeah. Return. So, uh, this is really just me trying to voice my anxiety and frustration with mm. Christmas we're in the dead center of August right now, yep. and I'm already, like, dreading it. It's it's just around the corner. I'm so looking forward to it. I thought about it the other day. I was like, Christmas is coming soon. Oh, <laughs> I'm really thinking about fall right now, though. Uh, you know, we have yeah. this new house. We're excited to de- decorate it for the first time. We've we've had all this um, Halloween stuff. We have a huge box of Halloween. Like, well, I have, like, 
um, tombstones and stuff we put in our yard and like all this stuff. Oh, pizzas. Okay. Yeah, I got some pizzas. I like, to throw. I, I like to put them upright so people can like yeah. see, you know, all the ingredients, which is good. Sure. Um, but uh, we've had the apartments for, you know, so many years now that we haven't, we've had the stuff like waiting in a uh, parent's attic and now we can like use it. So we're excited about that. I'm excited for, for fall and Halloween stuff. So. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have that one. Thanks. <laughs> I just, you know, what I'm saying is I can't wait for Houston to get to like 80 in the fall. That'd be really nice. So. <laughs> it's just too damn hot right now. A nice, cool 83 degrees. Ooh, mm. <laughs> throw, throw another log on the fire. <laughs> Truth, though, because we have a fireplace and we're very excited to use that too, even though I know it won't get that cold. I mean, it does get cold every once in a while, but not like, you know, not like Oklahoma even where I'm used mm -hmm. to, so. You go outside, you gather up some of the leaves, and by mm. gather up some of the leaves, I don't mean rake them from the yard, it's because the uh, leaves are still green and hanging in the trees, yeah. so you actually have to, like, you shake the tree. You have to get them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you yeah. Have to, there's a drying process. Uh, it takes, like, a week or two uh, mm -hmm. to get them good enough to burn. Um, but listen, it's worth it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just go out and get our palm tree leaves, dry them, burn them, you know, typical fall stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, it's normal. So... I, I, I would like to do my impression of uh, Texas during the winter time. Okay. Wait, what's winter again? That has been my oh, impression wow. of Texas at winter time. You're good at impressions, man. That's the thing. You're so good Thanks. at them. <laughs> you know, it, I really transformed my voice there. So. You really did, yeah. And I, I mm -hmm. believed, you know, I believed you were. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, I had to un unflex my throat. Oh, that's good. For that one. Yeah. That sounds weird. Unflex your mm -hmm. throat. I don't, I don't like the yeah. imagery of that. It's a voiceover term you wouldn't understand. Oh, okay. um, one thing you would understand, though, and something that was brought to my attention mere moments before we started recording mm, today, mm -hmm. is my dear darling wife, she found the 90s uh, station, playlist, uh -huh. whatever, uh, 90s category on Hulu, and uh -oh. what TV show should be there but dinosaurs. Oh, nice. All four seasons. Hell yeah. So you guys Final, uh, do it Finally, the... <laughs> hopefully <laughs> but finally the question will be answered is Earl Sinclair the mama oh. spoilers not the mama <laughs> nailed it uh, <laughs> I like uh, I haven't seen this I don't watch a lot of Hulu but uh, I haven't seen uh, the 90s category I would totally check that out is there other good stuff on there too uh, she is literally watching step by step as we speak so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Amanda would watch that yeah. she used to watch step by step Oh, Family Matters is on there. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. That was my, my favorite show as a youngster. Did I talk to you about that? There was a guy at my work who uh, had a theory that Family Matters is not a good show. And as he started talking about I know, right? He liked oh, it, too, God. in the past. But he was like, I don't think if we revisited it, it would, it would last. Like, like, Fresh Prince is still, like, a good show if you, you know, catch mm -hmm. it. And I was like, I'm kind of scared now. I, was, I argued, you know, to the death with him. Uh, he is dead. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was like, I, I'm kind of scared to revisit it because I've revisited other things and they don't live up to the my memory of it. You know, it's yeah. uh, I'm just not sure about it. So, hmm. Well, I think I think it's probably still pretty good. I have to and imagine it is, but yeah. I mean, it's you, you have to judge it on its own merits, right? Like sure. it's it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I was it's like, like he ridiculous. Yeah, I think his main point was like Urkel wouldn't. Uh, stand up to the test of time as a character, mm -hmm. say. 
Uh, and I was like, well, first off, I'm there for Carl. Uh, yep. so that doesn't matter. And, uh, and I think Urkel would be okay. I don't think it would, uh, bother me that much, but I don't know. I don't know if I want to give it a shot, you know, maybe I just leave mm-hmm. it in my mind and my memory and just be like, Hey, that's fine. And it was good. I'm pretty sure that Carl Winslow was the deciding factor on you and Amanda buying your current house. Why is that? Oh, because <laughs> he would say, go home, Steve, go home, go home, go home. And that's, that's when you pulled the trigger on the home. That is true. Wow, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it. Um, it's in your subconscious. It's there. And Amanda mm-hmm. was like, I don't even know why Stephen's so gung-ho about this. It's like, it's mm-hmm. like a voice is telling him. And, and there yep. was. I don't believe in God. I do believe in Carl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, that was... Uh, I'm sorry. Oh my Carl. Uh, oh, that was incredible. You. Yeah, don't offend Boy, me. Boy, that's a that's a that's a good way to kick off the episode, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think we're doing it. Yeah. We're like well into it now. So uh he's Brent. He's Steven. I, Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. I legit almost for I I was gonna forget to do that. I was just like talking. I usually I'm like, hey, when can I interject that we're doing it so we can just get on with it? And this time I was like, oh Brent set it up good, because I totally forgot. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I would have just blown past that. So today's show topic is Marvel's The Avengers, number one, uh, from 2018, which is this year, the year of our Lord, Carl Winslow, and then uh, Saga, volume one, which is issues one through six, mm-hmm. uh, published by Image Comics. So that is going to be our main topic, but we do have uh, maybe some other stuff that we're going to get into. Uh, Steven, did you have something you wanted to jump into? Yeah, just briefly, uh, last week I didn't want to throw this in with the other stuff I had already talked about, but uh, kind of along with Predator and looking forward to The Predator soon, um, I, I was on a kind of a Shane Black kick, uh, so I uh, found on, I think it was HBO, they had The Last Boy Scout, uh, which I had never seen before, I had always kind of heard that that movie, it's a Bruce Willis movie okay. uh, with yeah. uh, Damon Wayans. Um, and I never knew anything about it, so I just threw it on because I was uh, Shane Black wrote it, and so I was like, "Hey, I'll watch that." Have you ever seen that movie? Man, a long time ago. I think yeah. it ends spoilers with somebody on the football field like pointing a gun at somebody else. That That's actually the well. That might be something at the end. There's there's a lot, yeah, on the football field. Uh, mm-hmm. But in the beginning, it starts with like a quarterback, or I, I don't know what he is, a running back or something. I don't know sports. Um, and he has the football, and they're like, hey, you have to make this, uh, this touchdown. He's, like, on the phone with, like, a bookie, and they're like, you have to do this. All this money's riding on it. And he's running down the field, and he just pulls out a handgun and starts shooting all the guys in his way. It's fucking dark. Okay. It's very weird. That, that's the only part of that movie I remember. Yeah. So, yeah. Spoiler alert for that. That's how it begins. It's really weird, though. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's the beginning. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's the – yeah. And there's, like, more stuff. Uh, there's, like – it kind of – the climax is at a, a football stadium as well during a game. Uh, but the beginning, yeah, it has that guy just like shooting people, and it's so strange. Um, but I, so I heard about this movie. Um, I didn't remember. I, I didn't look it up before I watched it. I just put it on. I was like, yeah, I've always heard this. Heard it's really good. Whatever. Um, it's actually not really good, and it is not really well known for being really good. It has like a, <laughs> I think it's like a fifty percent. It's like right in the middle on Rotten Tomatoes, okay. and it's not that it's bad. It's just. Um, when I looked it up afterwards, it was like, yeah, it had pretty mixed reviews. The thing that I remembered it from um, was that at the time, it was the highest sold spec script of all time. So Shane mm-hmm. Black wrote this movie, sold it to the studios, they had a bidding war, and it sold for like $1.75 million. Holy shit. And then 
once like Bruce Willis, it was like all these people were like kind of up and coming and they like Bruce Willis had just done Die Hard and they didn't want to make it too similar to that. So they had to like change a few things, but apparently he was kind of a diva like he like we've heard from Kevin Smith and everything that he is. Uh, and so he was that way on set and he didn't want to rewrite things and Shane Black said it was like awful like be on set to rewrite it. And it, it has a lot of Shane Blackisms, uh, his kind of dark humor and just different like CD under uh, currents of society and all this stuff or whatever. But oh, uh, Christmas. <laughs> I'm trying to think that this is like two weeks ago I watched it. I think it is at around Christmas as well. It is like his main thing, but you're right, the yeah. CD <laughs> under current society. Um, but it was uh, it was okay. Like I I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Um, I won't watch it again probably. Um, it was all right. It it had some weird weird ideas and stuff that I was just kind of like, all right, that happened. Um, so yeah, not not a huge fan, but I mean, it's out there, I guess. And uh, so, so you think the fifty percent is accurate then? Didn't I think that's it, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, because I yeah, yeah, I didn't love it, didn't hate it. Yeah, so that I think it's a good way to say that. Um, but uh, yeah, not much. I mean, I've been watching some other things, but nothing really to, to report home this last week. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. So let's move on. The next thing on our agenda. What if he did that the whole show? Oh, People were like, I can't fucking listen to this at all. I think he's seizing. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, let's jump into a uh, comic talk then. Yes, we're uh, keeping this this comic train rolling here. So, uh, first thing I want to bring up is another. Uh, segment of mm-hmm. Tales from the Quarter Bin. Uh, today's uh, comic is um, what well, we're going to be talking about, uh, cosmic sci-fi type stuff today. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of sticking with that theme okay. with the uh, the Quarter Bin comics here. Um, the one I'm talking about today is Akiko on the planet Smoo. You know, <laughs> oh, that <yeah>. old Jim. <laughs> I've been wanting to read that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this book is by Mark Crilly, uh, and he does all of it, like all of the illustrations, cool. all of the, the writing, all of the lettering even. Um, and uh, this is just like a one-shot story. It's about 40 pages long. Um, the main story is uh, 40, uh, 35, and then there's like five pages of uh, like little backup things. Mm. Um, but it's essentially the story of this uh, little girl named Akiko um, who has a uh, couple of robots from another planet called Smoo mm-hmm. visit her. And uh, they pick her up and uh, take her to the planet. This is targeted straight to children, uh, um. I should say, <laughs> uh, unlike some of the other stuff we're reading today. Uh, um, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, this story moves at a pretty quick pace. There's not a whole lot of, like, character development or anything like that. But, um, you know, it's like a fun little story. kind of reminds me of when I was younger and uh, would go to the book fair at school. Mm-hmm. And they would have these, like, weird mm. books that, like, only dumb kids of that age would read, which was me. Um, I remember buying this book called Leprechauns Can't Play Basketball or something like that. That's Yeah, I could totally see that at the book fair. Yeah, and... Uh, You're like, that, that is marketed to me. Yeah, I remember having money, and I was like, I don't really even care for sports or leprechauns, but I got money, I'm going to spend it. Mm-hmm. So I bought that book, and uh, I, I guess I liked it. I don't know. Mm. That evidently, it didn't stick with me. But. It's, it's still at your shelf to, to this day? Yeah, I got it signed. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. By a stripper, though. It was weird. <laughs> you were there. The hell of a bachelor party. <laughs> oh, that book. 
<laughs> Can we talk um, real quick about book fairs, though? Those things were fucking awesome. I used to love the book fair. They were. That's uh, that's where I uh, amassed a large collection of dinosaur erasers. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, I used time. to really like, uh, it's funny cause I didn't read a whole lot growing up. Uh, it took me to like, uh, almost, I don't know if I was older high school or, or past even I started, I picked up Harry Potter and that's what kind of got me into books. But, uh, I, I oh, would you get were 32. Some, yeah. yeah. I was 32 yep. last year. Um, I would get, uh, a lot of posters there though. That was my main thing. I used to love like, uh, like yeah. baseball players. I was really into baseball when I was a kid. And then, uh, it's funny. Like I don't care about cars like at all anymore, but I used to love like Lamborghini posters and stuff. Like, with, like, lightning in the background. That was, like, my <laughs> <Yes>. jam. <laughs> if, you so watch any, if you watch any movie from the 80s or 90s where there's, like, they go inside a child's room, those mm-hmm. are the pictures that are up there. Yeah. yeah. Well, even, uh, I just watched, um, uh, we just put on 21 Job Street and 22 Job Street the other day, and he's mm-hmm. <laughs> he's obsessed with Lambos, and he has the po- those kind of posters, and I was like, I remember those posters, but I am also not <laughs> a 30-year-old putting them up on my wall. <laughs> but but book fairs, man, those were the shit. Oh, man. Good times. There's some good stuff there. Yeah. They, they used to have, like, comics and stuff there. Oh, yeah, so, right on. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of which, I'm in the middle of talking about one, I just realized, <laughs> as I'm holding it in my hand. <laughs> Anyway, so Akiko gets taken to the planet Smu. She meets the king there, and she is tasked, along with some other characters, to go find the king's son. Um, and there's a little adventure, uh, not anything too harrowing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, some um, some some challenges they face, but they <laughs> they uh, uh, they get over those challenges almost immediately mm. in every case. Like and, life. Uh, do what? Like life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything that comes up, you're just going to move right past. Easy. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think this book was more like a um, kind of like a, a sampler of like what an ongoing series would be because mm-hmm. the uh, inside back cover uh, has a um, has an advertisement for Akiko number one, which is like the mm-hmm. ongoing series version of it. So. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like a uh, a sampler of sorts to uh, to see what Mark could do uh, with a story, see how the storytelling storytelling worked out and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, some of my favorite stuff in here is the lettering, uh, just because mm-hmm. there he hand lettered all of this. Um, some really cool uh, sound effects in here. Um, there's also some really cool illustrations where he uses uh, cross hatching, which is. Mm. A, a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it, it looks good in here. And uh, yeah, just a fun little all ages story. Um, is it black probably, and white? It is, yeah, yeah black cool. and white. Uh, I'll post some pictures to our uh, Instagram and Twitter so people can check it out. But uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I've already bought um, like the first three issues of the ongoing series. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all published by Sirius uh, from 1995. But uh, yeah, I'll probably go back and, and track down some of the, uh, the other issues as well. Uh, Mark Curley has a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. which is how I heard about this book, where okay. he talks about drawing and making comics and stuff and cool. uh, does really a uh, good job with that. So uh, definitely check that out if, uh, you know, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Again, they're bringing the endorsement of Brent for yeah. the uh, Tales from the uh, uh, Quarter Bin on some of these. But uh, yeah, it's cool. I was going to ask you where you found that one. So uh, that seems actually intriguing to me. Um, kind of uh mm-hmm. how to how to make a comic and everything and like especially one that's like self 
I don't know if it's self-published necessarily, but like, yeah, self, you know, he does all the work for it. Um, it's like yeah. really fascinating to me. So that's, that's so mm -hmm. much work. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. I've made some, some comics for kids myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, not to brag, but mine were in color, whatever. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, his are, his are way better illustrated. Than but, um, so yeah, I, I certainly appreciate any of that type of thing, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I like all kinds of comics, not just superheroes, not just like yeah. adult stuff, but, uh, you know, even stuff for kids. It's always fun. Yeah. Right um, so let's move on to the main topics at hand. What do you say? Uh, I'm very excited. Oh, okay. Did I sound um, excited? You sounded like taken aback. Maybe it's, maybe it froze. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm always excited <laughs> to hear that you're excited. I am really enjoying these, man. Uh, I'm oh, enjoying good. the Marvel series a whole lot. And uh, Saga was fucking rad. And I was so excited to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Good. So uh, we'll wait till next week because we're just, it's going to get bad. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and start with the Avengers number one. Again, this is from this year, 2018. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a comic book <laughs> published by Marvel <laughs> Comics. Um, it is written by Jason Aaron and uh, line art by Ed McGinnis. Uh, it was inked by Mark Morales and colored by David uh, Curiel with letters by Corey Pettit. So I did it. I did the creative team right off the bat. I did one. <laughs> I have a question for you. Sure. So like in comics, like uh, there's this credits thing in the beginning, if you look at like the summary. But if mm -hmm. you're just looking at the cover, it says their names and it seems like it goes in order with like writer, artist, uh, whatever. But how do you know? Do you just know these people well enough to know what they are? Or is there like a... Uh, a key to this I'm missing of like, how do you know who did what on the comic, I guess? It's, uh, just from being in the game for a minute, son. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, um, know, I just recognize the names. Like, okay. um, you know, I know to most people like Tom Cruise, that would be like, if you got to meet Tom Cruise, it'd be like a big deal mm -hmm. to me. I'd be like Tom Cruise, schmrom schmruze. Oh, wow. Let me meet Jason Aaron, you know? Um, yeah, so I mean, I just recognize the the names of the creators of the book. Mm. Um, it's just from reading comics yeah. for such a long time, I, I kind of recognize those names cool, and cool. know what they, they do. Um, and then later on, there's like a, a credits page, mm -hmm. like five or six pages into this comic where you can see kind of laid out what each person does. Sure. Um, except for Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis, who are just credited as the, the, the comic being quote-unquote by them mm -hmm. um is that but, kind of uh, like the idea as well as like the writer and the you call it like the line artist the actual like whoever yeah drew i mean it. he he's he's the uh essentially the penciler so he mm -hmm. he literally literally draws everything mm -hmm. uh in pencil and then he gives that to uh mark morales who goes through and inks it gotcha. and makes uh, all the line art black um adds some depth and mm -hmm. uh, perspective to things and uh gets everything ready for print yeah there's some people who do all of it yeah um but uh that you know it, it takes time for that, yeah. the whole process so you know cool right now. but uh yeah so we're gonna start with uh, uh with avengers number one mm -hmm. um we open the book uh normally the first page is the credits page they're foregoing that they're just gonna jump right into the story which is picking up from kind of where we have left the uh avengers from one million years ago here mm -hmm. on Earth, and uh, they are kind of celebrating um, <laughs> the 
or I guess kind of drinking to their own demise, yeah. their own habitual <laughs> demise at the hands of these, uh, these celestials. And, um, yeah, so we've got Odin hoisting a, a, uh, man, I can't remember the name of that thing, but it's like a, an old, like hollowed out horn mm-hmm. filled with mead. And, um, yeah, he's just offering it up to, uh, to drink to the, the other Avengers there. Um, we've got, uh, eventually at the end of that scene, we see there's additional celestials that have arrived there on earth and they're going to, um, well, just destroy earth or, or do something bad to it. And, uh, the Avengers that are assembled here, mm, uh, are going to (laughs) go kick these celestials asses. Um, and just before the scene ends, we see that, uh, all of the remaining Neanderthals are getting into the, the mead and, uh, probably gonna start what will eventually become the very first hangover so, <laughs> yeah i didn't think about it that way that's that yeah, yeah it's good of course um do you have any thoughts on these uh these avengers here the uh, the million year uh i still like avengers? them a lot it's a cool concept <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. i still like t'challa the best or not t'challa because it's not him but uh the black mm-hmm. panther the best uh because yeah. he's just wearing a fucking panther um, I think that's really fun, like an uh, interpretation of that character or whatever. But yeah, it's fun. Like, yeah. uh, he's got another, uh, Ghost Rider's got another, another Wooly Mammoth going on mm-hmm. as his ride. I think that's a fun thing. Uh, the only one I'm confused about is the uh, Star Brand or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he just looks like the Hulk, but like not green. And it confused me. Like, I'm like, is he supposed to be, is that like, supposed to call in my mind that? Or, or what is he? You know, because. I, I yeah. don't know. Um, because the Star Brand in that we saw in Marvel Legacy yeah. number one. He was just like a skinny, blonde-haired dude. <laughs> exactly. You know? so, so I don't understand I don't that, but... Yeah, I think that's probably something they'll, they'll get into mm-hmm. later on in the series. Cool. Uh, they may have addressed it already. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I know the sixth issue comes out, uh, well, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's it's addressed there. Yeah, I don't cool. know. But uh, for right now, it just looks like the Hulk has some glowy shit on him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sold on it. It's fine. I just, it's the one, yeah, that I'm like, I don't understand that guy and his correlation <laughs> yeah, to modern time. <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre. But it's all hey, good. Spe- speaking of drinking, uh, we catch up to the present and we see uh, Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, and uh, Thor Odinson hanging out at a bar. Uh, Tony has a Shirley Temple because he has a drinking problem. Uh, hey, you know what? We all do sometimes. <laughs> some, of us, some of us have one right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're, they're just kind of catching up, um, trying to essentially put the, the band back together mm-hmm. of sorts. Um, and that's one of the tropes of the Avengers and the Justice League uh, as well is uh, whenever there's a new creative team that comes on the book or uh, a relaunch of the series or whatever it's always one of those um putting the team together type of things that's kind of fun about it mm-hmm. like who's going to be on the team there's a lot of covers of the avengers comics where um there are like so many different possibilities they they have like characters from all over the marvel universe sometimes they'll have like a grid uh, with text above it on the cover that says who's going to join the avengers mm. this time and um It'll have like different characters' faces. Uh, the uh, the favorite one I have is uh, as a, a grid of like She Hulk, Black Panther, um, uh, like Thor, Spider Woman, all these characters, and then it gets down to the Invisible Woman, and there's no picture. <laughs> she's like, well, she's invisible. This one is, less face to have to draw, you know. And this is like a uh, Brady Bunch esque sort of grid. Is that what mm-hmm. I'm imagining, right? Like the just oh, the yeah. heads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like it. Yeah. 
the maid is there. Uh, she's she's an option. <laughs> I didn't know she was an Avenger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Interesting. Alice and mm-hmm. yeah, she was always pretty strong. So yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got the, the, the big three there kind of debating on putting the, the team together. Um, and Tony is kind of like, eh, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. Um, but, uh, Thor with his gold fist, he's like, bitch, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the, the end of the scene, Tony Stark gets a, uh, a communication from, uh, I guess Zordon on his, uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you about that because <laughs> he calls it something. Motor, he just kept saying like motor mo- motherboard yeah motherboard it, i guess it's like a new thing um yeah because uh, like with this series because yeah normally it had been um like friday yeah so is movies. it does that kind of correlate with the, what i know from the movies of uh like he mm-hmm. had jarvis is that like really in the thing like jarvis becomes vision is that from the comics as well no no jarvis is uh like an old fat bald white guy oh <laughs> like that's right actual, yeah like his regular butler. butler okay yeah yeah um, but, uh, yeah, as a shorthand, they just called, uh, they reinterpreted it for mm-hmm. the MCU, I guess. Okay. And then, but Cause he, he wouldn't really need like an actual, like physical Butler. Yeah. Cause he's so, got like yeah. technology basically to do that for technology. Him. And then that kind of overwrites like Pepper's thing, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of, he's, uh, or she's his assistant Yeah, in a, in that first movie. Yeah. So it's kind of so, different. Yeah. yeah. When I saw yeah. motherboard though, I was like, all right. I'm going to go with it, but uh, I guess, like, Jarvis said Friday and all that's, like, gone. He has a new one. I just yeah. thought, like, Motherboard is a weird one, but fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, so he gets an alert that there's uh, something going on um, what is it? Several, several miles above the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Earth. Oh my God. Yeah, there's, like, uh, energy it. fluctuations, they say, and they're just, like, oh, yeah. ludic- like uh, ludicrously massive. Yeah, uh, roughly 200 miles, mm-hmm. sir. 200 yes, miles you do call straight me sir. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we cut to a scene where Doctor Strange and the Black Panther are uh, investigating two miles below Wakanda, mm-hmm. and um, they, they come across the, um, the place where, in Marvel Legacy number one, we had the, the two explorers that went down and found that giant... Uh, recently awoken mm-hmm. celestial um and that celestial is no longer there and they they don't know it was a celestial that was there but they know something was going on so they see the old hieroglyphs uh on the cave wall here and they um black panther recognizes his symbol mm-hmm. and dr strange's as well and uh they they certainly become concerned there and also uh i i love the illustration of black panther's headlight vision uh that he's got here <laughs> yeah that's great um, that's right. Man, I, I, I want that for myself. I, I do not like, uh, uh, Dr. Strange's eye in the middle of his forehead. It really freaks me out. It's not that it's bad drawing. It just freaks me out. <laughs> just the idea of having yeah. an, an eyeball right there. <laughs> yeah. Mid skull. <laughs> Mid skull. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, let's see here. So, um, uh, T'Challa and Dr. Strange decide to go further down to investigate, uh, further. Uh, mm-hmm. towards the, the core of the Earth. And um, so then that brings us to the next scene, which is uh, Robbie Reyes in East L.A. Um, he was the, the new ghost rider. He uh, drives the, the car, not the, the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And we see him interacting with his brother. He's got uh, some issues he's, he's dealing with, um, with the, the ghost rider that's uh, 
possessing him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's real, just like a, a short scene here, something that we'll uh, pick back up later in the issue. Then cut to uh, Manhattan, where we see Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. And uh, some guy is really a... Fucking creep. Really, yeah, being a real creep, being a real uh, Weinstein, uh, <laughs> trying to... Uh, offering to jerk off on a potted plant or something in front of her, and uh, she uh, she's not having it. Uh, she turns around and her her face turns green uh, momentarily, and then uh, goes back to uh, to normal. Um, and then uh, we finally get to uh, outer space where we see the Alpha Flight Station, and uh, this is where we see Captain Marvel for the first time in the series. And uh, man, that's a sweet illustration mm-hmm. down at the bottom where she's like. Glow, glow fisting, the universe. The reader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, there's a like a, a weird space anomaly that they're trying to figure out what's going on. There's some weird energy readings. Uh, Carol, uh, Carol Danvers is is flying toward the uh, the anomaly, and as she gets closer, she sees that it's actually a giant hand of a celestial that's reaching out for her mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's uh, kind of a... That, that'd be scary. It would be. I mean, it's, it's, fucking it's, huge. it's like massive in size, yeah. yeah. Um, then we see that uh, Steve, Tony, and Thor are in one of the Quinjets flying around. And... Um, man, what is this here? Okay, so um, Tony sees that the... Whatever weird readings he was... Uh, his motherboard was picking up earlier uh, is telling him that the those anomalies are coming to Earth mm-hmm. at this point. So they're kind of getting ready for that. Uh, we have Black Panther and uh, Black Panther and Doctor Strange. Um, they're more towards the core of the Earth. And uh, I do like that uh, Doctor Strange is like, look, I've got magic that mm-hmm. I can use to prevent the uh, pressure from the center of the Earth from crushing me. But how are you not? And then he interrupts himself. He's like, never mind. I nearly forgot you're the Black Panther. Yeah. And that's, that's all that needs to be said. It's a, a very Batman-esque uh, Oh, yeah, answer. yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but they, they, they come across all these little, like, pods. Oh, it's of, so gross looking. Yeah, man. That's, yeah, it's, it's not good. <laughs> There's um, so many of them. And uh, they're, they're not really sure what these are at first, but then they see that um, some of them are hatching. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, we jump back to Robbie Reyes, and we can see that... Over in East L.A., there's um, something crawling up from underneath the ground, and it appears to be some of these same hatchlings. So mm-hmm. he turns into Ghost Rider and starts trying to kill off some of these things. Um, they're like Dr. bug-looking mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. They're like giant. They're like human-sized. Uh, and I'm like, there's that previous scene, there was like so many of those pods that mm-hmm. it's like clearly like an oh-fuck moment uh, that we're about to get <laughs> yeah. run over by, or like not run over, but we're about to get like... Uh, so many bugs like taking over the world and stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we go back to uh, Panther and, and Doctor Strange, and they just keep hatching. They won't stop hatching. Nope. Um, Can't and, stop. Uh, they <laughs> they realize that they do need to call in some help. Um, now we cut back to Manhattan, where uh, Tony, Steve, and Thor are, and there's an awesome image of mm-hmm. a fallen celestial. And it is uh, just laying across, like, the bay here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's B-A-Y, not B-A-E. We're, we're not that kind of show. Okay? <laughs> we're, 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 we're old people. <laughs> we don't use that kind of language. 
I agree with um, that. Mm-hmm. And they see that uh, the the three of them see that Carol Danvers is there as well, and uh, they go over there and uh, say, "Hey, girl, what up?" Uh, we do use that kind of language though. Um, and so Tony Stark uh, becomes concerned that not only are these celestials falling, but they appear to be dead. And what could possibly kill a mm-hmm. celestial? Because you know nothing that the Alpha Flight space station is firing at them is even causing a dent. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be pretty bad if uh, something is fucking up these celestials. And uh, as we kind of go across the, uh, the the rest of the issue here, we see uh, Thor flying with his hammer as hard as he can towards one of the uh, celestials, gets smacked down, and uh, we see there's a. Uh, uh, a new set of celestials called the Final Host, and uh, one of them appears to be a Reaper of some sort, like a Grim Reaper, mm-hmm. and uh, one is uh, green and on some type of fire. The other one looks like uh, I don't know, Mister Freeze. Middle of his face. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, but uh, by this point, uh, Cap and uh, Tony have suited up, and uh, we end the issue with the three of them. Saying uh, Avengers Assemble. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's where this issue ends. Yeah. Exciting issue. I liked it. Um, I'm still not really sure what's going on with all the uh, like dead celestials that are just falling all over Earth. Like uh, there's a it shows like the pyramids and like London, the London Bridge and like all these cities and stuff where they've just like fallen and destroyed shit. And I think that's a really interesting concept that uh, the final host, whatever, would just be like, well, just open up a hundred portals and just drop these dead motherfuckers. They're huge mm-hmm. and heavy. Just drop them on Earth. What are they gonna do? Divert them? Nope. Just gonna fucking fall on cities. It's like it's a good, it's a good first wave, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I should say that the the only reason that the that one celestial that fell in uh, in the bay mm. didn't crush Manhattan is because Carol Danvers used all of her strength to like kind of push it toward the bay away yeah. from everyone. So um, yeah, that's uh that's how strong she is as a character, yeah. which is uh, pretty badass. Very much looking forward to that movie. I know, still, yeah. Every time I see her on here, it makes me excited for that, so. Yeah. Um, did you have any uh, any other thoughts on this this issue? Um, yeah, not a ton. Um, uh, I was curious what you thought of the art. Um, it seemed like it had, again, since I, I'm still like kind of learning this stuff and the different artists, um, like it kind of changed from uh, the last artist. And it's a little mm-hmm. more, I don't know how to describe it, like almost like cartoony, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's some shots that I really like, like that one you're talking about with the Celestial, that was really cool. Um, but overall, like, I thought it was interesting. This is, uh, my first, like, ongoing series I've ever read. Uh, most of the other mm-hmm. books I've gotten from you or, or you suggested have been, um, one-off novels. I guess I've been, I read, like, The Walking Dead, which is obviously an ongoing series and stuff. But mm-hmm. I guess for, like, superheroes and stuff like that, these characters that I already knew. And, um, like, um, the Ghost Rider, I can't remember was Robbie Reyes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, he looks like different than the last time I saw him. Uh, like yeah. it's clearly him, uh, but it's been kind of interesting to kind of see the different take on it each time, I guess, or like yeah. every other time, you know. So, well, um, the Ed McGinnis is one of my favorite artists mm-hmm. as far as like superhero comics goes, and Mark Morales is one of my favorite inkers as well. I think yeah. they're a great team. Um, the colorist on this, David Curiel, he um, he kind of worked his way up. Like I've I've kind of watched his mm-hmm. career move up cool. so um i think he did a great job on the colors on this mm-hmm. um yeah i mean I, I i am really happy with the the art team on this book mm-hmm. um and yeah the the art vibe is very um superhero-y but yeah. 
it's the Avengers. That's a good way to say so, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's big, like, bombastic mm-hmm. uh, action. So I think it uh, it certainly fits. And um, from what I understand, uh, Ed McGinnis is going to be the ongoing, like, series artist. So it should cool. stay fairly consistent. Um, though every, I guess, in between every arc, there's going to be in a, um, like, a fill-in story. Mm-hmm. Like, issue seven is going to be an issue by Sarah Pacelli, who's the co-creator of Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she is going to do a story uh, that focuses on the one million year BC Ghost Rider. Okay, cool. So, fuck yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You like that mammoth on fire? What? Yeah, that thing looks rad. And I want to see more of it, yeah, because you've only seen like that first one, uh, uh, Legacy comic, whatever, it was already dead when we first mm-hmm. see it, whatever. And then it's like, oh, you get the concept of it. And this time you see it like on fire, but you don't really still get a whole lot of that, so that'd be kind of cool. Yep. For show. All right. So that was Avengers number one. Um, and I think we're going to skip Avengers two next week and we'll pick it mm. up maybe the, right. that following week or the week after. We'll let you know. So uh, no rush to do that because we do have some other stuff that we're mm-hmm. going to read on that one. But we'll we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Um, let's move on to Saga volume yeah. one. I'm. So excited to hear <laughs> your thoughts on this series because yeah. I didn't give you a whole lot to go on last time. Uh-huh. Uh, I just told you it's a kind of a sci-fi story about a family. Mm-hmm. So what what is your overall impression of this book before we jump into the story? Yeah, uh, kind of like I said before, spoilered, uh, fucking rad. This, this is so cool. <laughs> I love this story yeah. so much. It is so inventive, like you were talking about last week, about how it's like, um, it's interesting. It's not like, they don't mention Earth. It's not like that. It's like a whole different galaxy, as far as I'm uh, mm-hmm. assuming or whatever. They talk about that. Um, other galaxies might take them in because this one's in a concentrated war everywhere. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's cool. Um, the designs of people uh, and the different like weapons and like everything about it, it's just like so inventive and crazy and awesome. Super cool. Yes. Um, now, when you read this, you read it on Comixology Unlimited, mm-hmm. right? So it was the um, the full first volume? Yeah. Okay. So did it have... Because re- I've got the single issues that, okay. that I read. Did it have the covers in between each issue? Or did it have like a, a break in uh, between there? Or did it just it, kind of flow? It has a break, but it said... I don't remember if it's really a cover. It just says like end of chapter one. At the end. Oh, okay. And then, like, I'm trying to flip there now. And then it's just, like, you know, chapter two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm kind of curious if there were covers that I missed or something, you know. In chap- Yeah, I mean, it has, like, it looks like this. You can't, okay. I can't see that. Um, so I don't know if that's, like, the cover or not. But, yeah, it just says, like, mm-hmm. it'll have, like, a white page that says in chapter one. And then it says chapter two for, like, the next okay. thing. So. Yeah, yeah, that would be, yeah, that's the cover, that the, cover? With the, okay, uh, cool. the, the, like, hand reaching out for the, the baby hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, right on. Okay, I, I was wondering how that would break mm-hmm. in between, because uh, when we read Shazam, that all just read straight on through. Mm, um, yeah. There, there, there weren't really breaks built into it, and it worked that way. Yeah. I was curious how it would work on this. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. It's, I thought this was cool how it did it differently, because it, it made sense in, like, a chapter format, whereas Shazam mm-hmm. seemed like one full story. And this is yeah. too, but it, like it seems almost like, uh, if you will, like uh, Shazam was like a movie, and this is like a, a TV show, you know? Yeah, that kind of format, maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, an ongoing saga. 
No one's ever thought of that before. That just happened. Um, so, yeah, Saga. Um, this is uh, an image comic. Uh, I mm-hmm. think this is the first one that we've read on the show, right? I don't know. Yeah. I know image, but I don't know. I, I, I don't connect everything that well yet. So Okay. Yeah, because we haven't done like Walking Dead or Chew or anything like that. Oh, man. Time. I was going to ask you about Chew the other day. I love that book. That was, <laughs> it was so good, weird. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into the, the creators here. So, uh, on Saga, it is, um, uh, written by Brian K. Vaughn, art by Fiona Staples, and she does all of the art, um, outside of the, some of the lettering and design. Mm-hmm. She does the, um, all of the line illustrations. She does the colors. Okay. She does some of the, uh, or the handwritten, uh, text in mm-hmm. this. And then phonographics does the, uh, the lettering uh, that you see in the word balloons and maybe some of the uh, the sound effects mm. and then uh, the the book design here. So on uh, on this series, how they're doing it, and I don't know if he does that with some of his other current ongoing series, but um, they open up each issue with a splash page, just like one single image, mm-hmm. and then they end each issue with one single image. Mm. So that's why I was asking if there's like a chapter break between. Gotcha. Because... It would almost give you whiplash on, uh-huh. on some of these. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but I do have a favorite one of these, and we'll, we'll get to that in uh, in a little bit. Cool. But, um, so this this series really is about essentially two different races of um, humanoids kind of mm-hmm. uh, coming together. Um, we've got Marco, who has uh, essentially looks like an Asian guy with uh, ram horns and ears. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Alana, who is, uh, she might be black, maybe kind of Brazilian. Mm-hmm. That has like that. A, a, a darker skin tone, but she has wings and, and green hair. And um, those races are essentially at war with each other. And, um, but uh, they came together and uh, fucked. And, yeah, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> made a baby. <laughs> and uh, this, this baby is a... Um, a, kind of a, a mixture of both, mm-hmm. both of them. So it has both wings and horns, uh, or little uh, little nubbins. Yeah, there. for both. Yeah, and um, yeah. So as as the story progresses, we find out that um, they were each uh, in their own uh, the, the armies of each of their people, mm-hmm. and eventually they came together. And those races aren't supposed to mix. They end up having to go on the run to protect their their family mm-hmm. and that's kind of the the story of saga is just them trying to flee to be able to live their lives on top of that we have some bounty hunters that come into play mm-hmm. um we've got a uh, a cat that can tell if you're lying or not yeah we've got a lying cat <laughs> yeah oh that's a good name for it uh we've got um a a robot who is also a prince mm-hmm. uh with a tv for head yes Super and cool design. That, I love that thing. That was one of my favorite things for you yeah. to discover. Okay, so, yeah, it's robot so good. Forth. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so there are some other characters that come into play, you know, later on the series. But mm-hmm. um, for for this one, um, yeah, we're we're introduced to to the three main characters right off the bat. Um, Alana. <laughs> it starts with a splash page of Alana asking if if she's shitting. Um, it feels like she's shitting. Uh, and we turn the page and we see that she is giving birth and that's kind of the, the reason for it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we, we meet this family immediately. 
and then we see that there's um, the the kind of the garage they were at to mm-hmm. have this birth uh, in secret uh, was compromised by this grease monkey, this filthy grease monkey. <laughs> a son of a bitch. He looks like uh, he doesn't have wings, but he looks like uh, the flying monkeys from like Wizard of Oz to me. Like, yeah, kind of like that, but yeah, without the wings, which is interesting because a lot of other people in this show or in this uh, uh, comic do have wings. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's not one of them though. Nope, uh, unlucky son of a bitch. All right, so we've got. Um, I think this is, is this Prince. Oh yeah, this is uh, Baron Robot the twenty third. I believe is mm-hmm. how that reads. Can we talk about Roman numerals real quick? Oh yeah. Can we stop it? We don't need Roman numerals. Listen, sometimes I actually dig them. But, like, this one, I was just like, that's a lot of work. Just put, like, 23, man. Yeah. It's like, it's so much easier. (laughs) Um, America. Educational system (laughs) of the future. (laughs) We don't count with letters. So, yeah, uh, Baron Robot, the 23rd of the coalition forces, shows up to ruin their fun. And by fun, childbirth. Never been through it. So I imagine it's a blast and people love it. Gotta be. (laughs) <laughs> people do it all the time yep. so they show up and I believe they are on uh, I guess technically Alana's side mm-hmm. um, of, the, of the war anyway but they they heard about what was going on there so uh, uh, Baron Robot shows up They he's going to try to take them in maybe kill them uh, and then we've got some of Marco's people who are magic beings they show up uh, from hell, I, I don't know. They look awesome. Showing fire, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so they end up kind of Alana, Marco, and the new baby, uh, who's nameless at this point, uh, get caught literally in the middle of this firefight between these two sides, and uh, eventually those two sides kill each other, and they're able to escape essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Uh, then we get a little bit of a backstory about what's going on and, and, and why these people are being attacked. Um, uh, there's a planet called Landfall, and that's where Alana is from. And Landfall has a moon called Wreath, and that's where Marco's from. So they are warring factions. Um, I can't remember why. Did it say why? I don't know. They just don't like each other. They don't. They don't mix at all. And there's like a really reason, whatever. Yeah, it says here if there was ever a time that these two got along, nobody remembers it. So it's just one of those Hatfield McCoy type situations where it's just they've just constantly at war. Some fucking reason. I thought this was cool though. It made me think. uh, Like it's so weird. Like our our moon is uh, just like this barren wasteland of like nothingness, but it's like. Like, uh, Indoor uh, and Star Wars is a, a moon of, like, a bigger planet, and it, it, it's, like, lush and green and stuff. Um, like, our Redwood Forest, you know, is, like, where they filmed that. And, like, I like the idea of uh, this type of thing, too, where it's, like, what if our moon was not that way? Like, what if our moon also had life on it? Either from, you know, way back when, whenever things were, like, crossing over and stuff, or uh, independent of that, like this, where it's, like, two different types of species, almost, that uh, kind of developed independently. And, like, what would we do with that? Like, would we war with them, too? Like, on our own moon? Like, it's it's, a, it's such a cool sci-fi concept to me. Uh, I was glad it was explored on this. It's neat. Well, I mean, there are factually people that live on the moon. Alex Jones told me so. so oh, okay. That's yeah. true. <laughs> it's got to be true. He said it. He screamed yeah. it. Yeah. 
hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he got right the fact that all these frogs are turning gay now. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. Everybody knows that. I heard that at Google+. Plus. Yeah. That he's on. Hey, have you seen what Kermit the Frog has been wearing lately? Tell me it's not true. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to go with it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I made myself uncomfortable. All right, so... Uh, but be- between Landfall and Wreath, they are in balance with each other because one is a planet, one's... It's the planet's moon, so they can't actually destroy each other because it will yeah. fuck up the other one, right? So Interesting, too. They have, yeah. they have to take their wars to other planets in that same solar system, um, which is I thought was a cool concept. Mm-hmm. Um, so they essentially go to these different planets, and we get to check in on these other civilizations and everything throughout the, uh, the series and uh, see how the war affects them. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus we get to see all these cool different character designs there yeah, as well. Yeah, super cool. So... They end up going to this planet called Cleep, and that's where uh, the baby uh, of Marco and Alana was born, and um, that uh, that comes into play later on the, in the series as well. Um, so we also meet Prince Robot the Fourth in the series, and uh, what an introduction uh, for him! <laughs> uh, I, so I wanted to get into this. This book is very uh, very adult. Yes. Uh, lots of nudity, lots of uh, mm-hmm. disgusting stuff. We passed by a few of them. Like you, you joked. Like the very first line is, uh, "I think I'm shitting," and mm-hmm. uh, she's having a baby and everything. And then uh, she quickly whips out a breast to, to breastfeed the baby, which is cool. And then um, that's you... very cool. <laughs> Your eyes got so big. <laughs> uh, during the firefight, that uh, they get a map from the guy that had rented them the the garage and then sold them out basically and told the warring factions where he, where they were. Uh, they get like a, a treasure map of swords. They don't really know what it is. But uh, he also like when they're talking to him and he helps them out and gives them that, his, his intestines are like lying out on the floor because he's like mm-hmm. been shot up to death and everything um, or sliced uh, as it were. But uh, yeah, and then you get to this picture and these two TV heads are fucking. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like, man, this, this series is crazy, but it's like so interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I dig um, it. And just because I've read, uh, I think like the first 25 ish issues okay. of these, of, of the series. And uh, it's gone on beyond that. I just haven't uh, caught up with it. Sure. But man, uh, there's some crazy shit that happens with these characters. Yeah. Like, even, even like it's crazy now, but it gets so much crazier yeah, as right it goes on, on you know? Um, but uh, yeah, going back and rereading this, uh, it uh, kind of surprised me that some, some things didn't quite happen how I remembered them mm. or. It, just kind of know what happen, happens in the future rereading some of uh, the baby's um, narration mm-hmm. um, kind of has a different context to it interesting um, but uh, yeah like Steven said um, Prince Robot the fourth is raw dog and his, uh, his wife <laughs> and uh, he's uh, he's having some some issues uh, you know uh, uh, doing it Yep. And uh, yep. he's 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 kind of constantly um, kind of thinking about the war he just came back from, and um, it's really doing a number for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most important part of the scene is, of course, uh, Chompy the uh, alligator <laughs> butler. Yep, they're Jarvis. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if Chompy's his actual name. I was gonna uh, ask. But it is now. But yeah, I like it definitely. Yeah, <laughs> he's wearing like a tuxedo. It's awesome. He has gloves oh, on. Yeah. 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 I don't know what the 
design process for the series was. I don't know if uh, Fiona Staples was just like, oh, we have a new character. This is what he's going to look yeah. like and just Why rolls not? with it. I hope so. Um, I don't know if Brian K. Vaughn had any mm. input on that, but uh, God damn it, you know? I yeah. love it. Eventually, we see a uh, a seahorse who is the hirer of oh, assassins. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> I like the seahorse thing. Uh, I'm I all, love how random all this stuff is. Yeah, like, it's so cool. That's what what I like about it is, you know, you had told me about it, too, like, uh, again, that it's, like, not on Earth, um, and it's, like, these other things, and it's so inventive, but what I like about it is they mentioned stuff like they have rings, uh, the couple that we're following have rings, and one of them mentions it, like, oh, on, on their planet or on their moon, whatever, they, they wear rings, and it's, like... They correlate stuff to, to what we would know. So it's like it, it keeps it like in line. They mentioned like high school, uh, but they also mentioned like, oh, I think you call it high school. Like it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. They don't all have the same terms and stuff, but uh, yeah. but it's a cool way to kind of bridge the gap and uh, it doesn't yeah. make everything brand new, but the uh, obviously like the ideas and the character designs and stuff, like they're humanoid, but they're different. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of, I, I didn't notice this before, but there's a, uh, a guy in this panel and in the wall, they got like a predator style... Uh, skull room thing yep. and it's like human skulls with those big horns and stuff off of them it's like that takes it a whole new fucking dark meaning whenever it's yeah. uh, it's not just animals it's uh like people you know that they they've like killed in battle or something like that he's just mm-hmm. like hung up on his wall pretty fucking dark yep <laughs> <laughs> i like it so yeah you're you're right about the the language they speak which they just call language um yeah because there's some characters like marco's race they speak a uh, a different language which is kind of like a just from like looking at some of the words, some of it, it seems like it's part like Spanish, part yeah. French, part like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like just part made up, but it's usually in blue text. So we know yeah. it's it kind of helps identify it as a different language. But uh, yeah, I, I do like that. It's just kind of like it's not necessarily referred to as English. It's just yeah. language. Yeah. I like that. Because obviously uh, English is the language of all galaxies. Everybody knows that. It'll never change. Uh, so it's all good. Hashtag mega. <laughs> um, we've uh, eventually we see that uh, this guy who looks like he's straight out of a CW show with mm. bat wings uh, tells Prince Robot the Fourth that he's been tasked to go bring in Alana, um, and uh, Prince Robot isn't happy with that because he just came back from a war, but his father, who is the king is making him do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that that's a whole conversation that happens. Yeah. Um, and they, they discover that the reason he's has to bring her in is uh, both Marco and Alana are together. There's, uh, looks like a video here of them both having wedding rings on. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's has to go, go bring him in. Um, we get back to Marco and Alana, and they're, Trying to escape, they they find out that there's some type of um, rocket tree that they can get to, mm-hmm. and um, so that's what they're trying to find with the map here. And uh, what? Let me back you up here. Um, what do you think of the 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 dialogue in the series? Does it bother oh. you at all that they're speaking so like how we would speak? No, I think that's cool. Um, I was just gonna say that. Uh I really, from what I know and remember of like why the last man and stuff, like I, I'm a big fan of Brian K. Vaughn, but, uh, mm-hmm. I, I really dug it. Um, not just the story of this is so intri- intriguing, but I like the, uh, like the quips and stuff. Yeah. Uh, even like right now they've been fighting about what to name their kid. And he says something about having a dog and his school bus ran over it when he was a kid. 
And he was like, yeah, Rumfer. He was run over by a school bus, and she was like, Rumfer? We're never going to agree on a name, are we? And it's like, I like those little, like, you know, relationship-isms that they throw in that, yeah. like, it, we could all have or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I dig that. Yeah. 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 It doesn't bother me either. I think it might bother some people that mm-hmm. it's... But I don't know. If it were, like, more regal, like, classic sci-fi type yeah. speech or whatever, I don't think I would like this series. It wouldn't be as it, interesting. It would, it, yeah, it yeah. would take me right out of it. This actually kind of reminds me, since I haven't read a lot of Joss Whedon's uh, comic books, but mm-hmm. knowing him as a filmmaker, it reminds me of, like, Whedonisms, like, uh, stuff that he puts in that's, like, these, like, funny quips in, like, the Avengers movie whenever they're, like, deep in battle and stuff even, you know, but they still joke about things. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of that, so it's 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 refreshing to me. Yeah, if it was like stilted or whatever, a little more regal, I don't think I would have liked it as much. So, yeah, yeah. Um, we also meet the Will and Lion Cat in this issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually meet a number of mm-hmm. ongoing characters in this first issue, which is pretty impressive. It it is an oversized first issue, but um, yeah, I still like the way that everyone is introduced in mm-hmm. this. Um, so yeah, it's the easy Will to follow is, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Will is a bounty hunter, um, assassin, and um, he has this giant blue cat called Lion Cat. Mm-hmm. And um, they go to this cave and they meet this like giant monster looking thing. And um, the Will is able to block its flames with this cape and then throw, I don't know, a, like a gun. <laughs> gunpowder in yeah. its mouth. Satchel, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, blow it up. And then uh, this lady comes out from behind the curtain like she's the fucking Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, you're hired. And um, she essentially is hiring him for the job of capturing Alana and Marco and uh, I guess killing them. And um, we also find out that he wasn't the only assassin that had been hired mm-hmm. for this job as well, which is something that happens later in the, uh, the series as well. And then um, we cut to Alana and uh, Marco again. They're kind of wandering around at night, and uh, they're following the map. They see that uh, the bridge uh, is just up ahead through the clearing, and uh, that bridge will take them directly to the the uh, rocket tree. And then uh, we get a nice oh, yeah. uh, image of uh, a war taking place, and uh, that war has destroyed the bridge to get there. So uh, kind of cuts down on their their hope to making mm-hmm. a, a clean exit there. And what's fighting in the middle of that? Giant fucking turtle. Hell yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say Slash, the uh, the evil Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. But, <laughs> oh, wow. You know. I like that. Yeah. Is there an evil Teenage uh, Mutant Ninja Turtle? Is that having like a, a plot line before? What did you just ask me? You son of a bitch. Oh, wow. How dare you? Oh, wow. I would never lie. <laughs> I would never That sounds like such an interesting like concept. I've never heard of it before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he has a, a black bandana. That's mm. how you know he's bad. Oh, man. I feel like we talked about one with a black bandana. I didn't know if he was bad, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he like the, the Green Ranger? Like, he's, we just don't know that he's really good deep down in his heart? Well, spoilers. <gasps> Yes. <laughs> I figured. I mean, he's a yeah. Ninja Turtle. How can he not be cool? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But he's massive in size, at least in the, the current series. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Bigger, th- bigger than the rest of them? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's like a... 
he's like a tortoise to their mm-hmm. turtles, if you gotcha, will. Okay. And you cool. will, because I've I told you to. Um, speaking of Ninja Turtles, real quick, sure. in the uh, single issues of the series, they have a letters page, and in like issue four or five, in the back of it, um, well, in a, a previous issue, uh, Brian K. Vaughn had uh, put out like a questionnaire for people to write in and and um, and kind of give their their thoughts on whatever questions he was asking. Mm-hmm. And in the kind of the information gathering uh, of that, he said that, well, one of the questions was, which Ninja Turtle is almost assuredly an atheist? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and most people wrote in and said that Donatello followed by Raphael uh, mm-hmm. for the atheism. And uh, you know what? Those are my two favorite. So Hey, there you go. Hell yeah. Like, uh, like our Batman. Batman. Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne. Yeah. The other day, I like that when you uh, you retweeted that. Uh, you're like one of our, what, we got one of the good ones. <laughs> he seems like he would be. It makes sense. A little life he's See, I was, was kind of surprised by it. I always thought mm. of him as a uh, uh, a, a lapsed Catholic. Okay, well, yeah, like, I there, can see that. There's a lot of yeah. uh, like um, cross stuff mm-hmm. uh, with Batman Im- imagery. Oh, okay, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm fine with it. You know, yeah. he's one of the he's one of the big three superheroes. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, you know what? We got one of the big ones. Yeah, it. joins the ranks of uh, Mr. Fantastic and Tony Stark, also atheists. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like scientists mm-hmm. for the for the other two. Yeah, yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Saga. So, <laughs> giant war turtle, turtles, turtles, <laughs> turtles. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> um, so yeah, their their hopes are kind of crushed after their bridges or they see the bridges destroyed, and then um, the issue. This first issue ends with, uh, again, a splash page of uh, Marco and Alana, you know, being determined that they'll get through it together and uh, kissing each other at night. And then we see uh, several glowing eyes, glowing red eyes in the mm-hmm. background there. Um, and that ends uh, the first issue. So um, that, that issue kind of sets up the ongoing premise of the story. It gives us all the main characters that we need, mm-hmm. really. And then their motivations for everything that's going on here. Yeah. Um, we also uh, meet additional characters later on. Um, we meet Isabel, who is a a, a red, a reddish pink uh, ghost girl mm-hmm. who uh, <laughs> on Cleave, uh, all of the the people there, um, they have their own like sides in the war, mm-hmm. I guess, and. Um, she kind of got in the middle of that. She wasn't really passionate about the war to begin with. Um, and you can tell by the clothes she died in. Evidently, it's just like a regular, like, um, teenager type of, like, T-shirt or whatever. Yeah. It's, like, got a heart on it. And um, she's got a beanie on. And uh, we see that she's uh, got her intestines kind of floating out underneath she's her. Floating and floating out. <laughs> later on in the series, we discovered that uh, she had stepped on a landmine. She wasn't mm-hmm. sure which side. Uh, which side's landmine uh, she stepped on, but uh, that's how she died. And on this planet, whenever anyone dies, they come back as ghosts. That's like the second stage of their lives, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. Yeah. But uh, yeah, eventually she comes to be the kind of the babysitter of the baby, uh, yeah. who we also find out is named Hazel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which uh, I thought was uh, interesting because they start the first issue out um, talking about how her eyes are a different color than Marco's eyes and then different color than oh, Alana's yeah, okay. eyes. And, uh, yeah, I guess they, that's how they came up with the name. 
we don't really find out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was wondering if it came up later on, but it's cool. It's whatever in the yeah, story. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also meet the uh, the stock stock. Uh, yep. the, oh my God. <laughs> this is another bounty hunter, uh, that's assigned to try to find them. And holy shit, she walks out of the forest. She's got like, uh, eight eyes, kind of like a, a spider, like going up her face, blonde mm-hmm. hair, uh, no arms, no top, just, uh, hair covering her boobs. Uh, and then a dress bottom, like a, like mm-hmm. a long flowy skirt, um, but like a ballroom gown almost. And then that thing gets opened up, and it's like a fucking spider thorax thing underneath with all these goddamn legs, and it's yeah. fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. It is so, so weird. Yeah, scarred me, man. Uh, <laughs> your wiener doesn't know what to do. <laughs> exactly. Especially so because confused. later on you hear that the, she's fighting with the other... Uh, bounty hunter dude and and he's like yeah well i still love you or whatever so it's like they've clearly fucked and i thought about it how did that work where yeah that's that's one of the things with the series it's like yeah what did that look like yeah (laughs) what could that possibly look messed up man i also like uh oh yeah go ahead i was just gonna say i like the ghosts i like the design of uh like a red see-through ghost instead of like our normal like apparition of like almost like bluish i guess is what you'd Mm -hmm. normally see i thought that was a cool uh, difference i wish like more of our ghost movies did that yeah, red ghosts. Do what? Red ghosts. Just make them red. Just red ghosts. It, it's just different. It's cool. All the designs in here are cool. I'll put a call into Hollywood for you. Thank you. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Hey, uh, Hollywood. <laughs> just listen up all together. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, Brent here. All the movies you got on deck about ghosts. You know what? <laughs> make them red. Yeah. It's like uh, green uh, for some reason, and, and like sci-fi and uh, and some horror stuff. Like green is like a go-to color of like sinister or whatever and like it's used so much that i it's turned me off i don't like it anymore because it's uh it's like overused uh so this was cool it was different than i've seen anything before like that so i liked it yeah um we we also get to take a trip to the planet sextillion oh yeah (laughs) and uh boy there's some uh some crazy shit there now one thing i wanted to mention on that issue which i believe is uh the fourth chapter or issue four here um, it starts off with these uh, two ladies who have uh, female heads, but immediately oh, yeah. they are just like <laughs> legs literally up to their neck. Like that's that's what that image is. And they got these huge smiles on. It's so creepy. Yeah. Oh, my God. All of it is so bad. But the Will decides he's going to go there because he's got all these credits to burn from the, you know, taking that job. And he's like, well, you know what? Uh, I'm probably not going to succeed at getting yep. this since somebody else has been hired already and probably already has the trail picked up. So I'm going to go at least get laid and uh, before, you know, they, they turn off the card. Mm-hmm. So he goes to this planet, and this issue was actually um, banned from the iTunes store. Oh, because really? You can, you can buy these comics um, through uh, iBooks as oh, well. Oh, okay, yeah. But this issue was not available because of the crazy orgy that yeah. happens in this. And it's, it, it's explicit. It's so explicit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, eventually they, they were able to fight and get it put back on there. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, boy, it took, took some doing for that. But uh, I would love to share these it? images, but I don't think we can. Yeah, we can't. We'll we get can't banned. do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, we kicked right off of Instagram. There's, there's one that I was so excited to talk about, though, because there's a lot going on. There's, uh, yeah, it's like a big orgy of like winged ladies 
uh, just mm-hmm. doing it in the air. Uh, but then there's one where he's walking down this uh, like hallway or whatever, like a red light district, and there's a <laughs> to the left. There's like a, a fucking T Rex with a strap on on. Yep. Oh my god, I died. I was like, oh, I get why Brett likes this book. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Finally got some Dino Dick in this. Oh man, finally. Um, yeah, and uh, so <laughs> and like those panels up above that, we see like some like penetration of oh yeah you get like people having sex so yeah. like you as a reader are thinking like man this would be so fucking cool to go to this place but then <laughs> as you get towards the end of the issue it uh, just like crushes your soul because this oh, pimp guy he's like uh so you're not uh not finding what you like here huh uh, let me take you to uh to, to one of my gals i'll uh i'll show you a good time and he ends up taking the will to this little girl and we mm-hmm. find out she's six years old and she's been forced into sex slavery Ugh. and the will is like he's disgusted and he just crushes yeah that pimp skull it's fucking awesome metal as fuck yeah and uh yeah it's uh boy that it, that issue took a turn it gets for dark sure. it gets dark real quick <laughs> yeah. yeah it's pretty bad it's bad enough he's on his way and the guy's like yeah you didn't find what you like well i have a slave so she'll do whatever you want and he's just like okay like he's cool with that uh, it's yeah. just that she's young, but I'm like, it's all pretty bad though, man. Like yeah. <laughs> you knew she was going to be a slave. That didn't, that yeah. didn't stop you. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty dark. And he tries to free her, but yeah. ends up not being able to, because if he takes her off the planet because she has some type of chemical in her, since she's part of the slave mm-hmm. of that planet, uh, if she leaves the planet that chemical will like seize up in her heart and harden and yeah. just kill her. So he has to leave her there and uh, eventually try to uh, find some help. Um, we let's see what else do we have. Oh, my favorite opening page mm-hmm. <laughs> of all of this is on uh, issue five or chapter five in, in the book you read, mm-hmm. and it opens up <laughs> with <laughs> Prince Robot the Fourth on the toilet uh, reading the the novel that he comes to find out that Alana had dropped, and. Uh, I'll be honest with you. This was my iPhone background for probably a few months after I first <laughs> saw it. I, was, awesome. I just so fell in love with it. I love the composition. I love the colors. I love the idea of a man with a TV head yeah. pooping in this, uh, <laughs> in this latrine hall. And there's no like yeah, there all open. dividers at all. Yeah. Yeah. Is just that, rows of toilets. Is that, how it is in, is that how it is in the military? Yeah, I don't know. Man, I hope not. That sounds awful. They should make a movie about that. <laughs> sounds shitty, Brent. I don't know if I want to see it. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Dad jokes 101. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, so uh, we also find out that uh, Prince Robot the Fourth in that scene is uh, he gets a call from his wife and finds out that uh, he's going to be a dad. Uh, his wife is yep. pregnant, so... Um, on kind of throughout the series, whenever we see Prince Robot, if he is, I guess, thinking about something hard enough, yeah. or uh, it's kind of just, it just happens. But sometimes mm-hmm. on his TV screen head, uh, there will be an image kind of relating to what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, he has a um, an image of a, of a baby, mm-hmm. I guess, and uh, ends up killing the stock because... I guess because of that, or yeah, I was wondering. He was not thinking. I, I think he's kind mm-hmm. of uh, wrapped up in in potentially being a father, yeah, and 
just wasn't thinking ends up killing her and causes some um, grief for himself over that. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. I also like this uh, symbol. He gets a call from the the robot kingdom, and it's like their seal, and it's like a sort of like a circle with like a cross in the middle and like a crown on top. And then instead of like words going around, it's like zeros and ones. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a cool design, and I wonder if it says anything actually, uh, in like binary. But um, yeah, it has some cool things. I also like uh, there's a part where he's interrogating a guy to learn more about Alana if she had ever talked to him because he was a prisoner. And um, his the guy makes him mad, and his screen goes like uh, fuzzy, like the static. <laughs> and um, in my head, you know, I think visually, like uh, in terms of movies and stuff. So I was like picturing this as like if they made this into a movie. And I was like, that'd be so fucking cool because that that noise, like I can hear it. You know, everybody can hear like that static sound when your TV does that uh, yeah. back in the day because this looks like an old school TV. Like when you say TV head, it's obviously it's not like a flat screen that would look stupid. This is like a a big like tube TV, like even like 50s looking almost. Um, mm. And I could picture that. And like if he got so angry, it's just like it's just like static. And how like yeah. how you could like translate that and actually make it kind of like creepy and like scary and stuff that he's like lost it a little bit. Uh, it's yeah. really cool how they've been inventive. Yeah. With, uh, his, his TV head. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's when this series first started, like in the cosplay community, mm. this like blew the fuck up. Oh yeah. Right and on. yeah. And there were people who were like cosplaying as Prince Robot the fourth, like pretty early on. Uh -huh. And I remember seeing this one guy, uh, online, he had up. like, I guess he put like an iPad up as oh, his yeah. face uh -huh. and um dude it looked fucking awesome yeah that's but, cool I would yeah i don't know that. how you would how you would do that in like live action if yeah. you were going to convert this to a movie but uh -huh. a lot uh, of this like would said, be super tough yeah oh yeah um but i don't know I, I like the idea that they're just making this comic to be a comic and not yeah. really worrying about doing anything else with it at this point i saw something in the back of the book um or this yeah this like volume whatever they had said um Someone had quoted or whatever and said, like, this is the Hollywood epic that Hollywood can't make uh, mm. or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I feel like this is one of those, like, they shouldn't try. Um, it's it, it, like today they would just do it as like CGI and it might be good, but I don't think they would put the money really needed. It would be so extensive. Um, it would have been cool to see something like this as like uh, our old school, like practical effects on some of like the costumes and stuff for, mm. or like not in costumes, but like their, their bodies and stuff to see how they would have done that. Um, with like prosthetics and stuff, but uh, but yeah, I'm kind of glad it's just surviving here. And it's and it's uh, it's rad as it is. You don't need it to be anything more than the the book. Like, I would not recommend someone to like if this were a movie to go watch that. It'd be like, well, read the book first, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So um, yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, this is definitely one of those series where it's like if if you think the movie or TV show is good, definitely check yeah. out the the source material because yeah. it's just so inventive, so well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love everything about this, the series. And I had such a good time, like going back and rereading yeah, this volume. Cool. Um, is this the series that you would stick with? Would you oh, read more of this? Or yes. You, you've tapped out? No, okay. I'm definitely in. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so inventive. Uh, I love sci-fi, you know, uh, so I'm glad you recommended it to me. Um, and it leads off in a good way at the end where it's, uh, uh, you know, like I want to see what happens or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I really like the, you, you kind of briefly touched on it, but the, uh, there's like n narration throughout it. And um, it's just like these handwritten lines and it's from the daughter's perspective as she's like grown up and everything. And there's a part where I, that I like, cause she was like, 
you think kind of leading up to this, she she's said stuff about how her parents have done these things for her and like um, she grew up and whatever. And she's like, I'm not a hero. I'm not anybody important, but like, at least I got to like grow old. And I wonder mm-hmm. how much of that's true, like if she does become something. But I like the idea that they at least took that away a little bit. And yeah. that it's more just a, a human story, if you will, with without human characters. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's cool. It's a lot about family and other things in it. So uh, yeah, it's very inventive, uh, and it's so many aspects: character design, story, dialogue, like all these things, just like kind of coalesce and make this awesome book. So I, I yeah, I kind of hated it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to entice you uh, later on in the series, um, we do meet some some more characters, uh, mm-hmm. other familial characters and uh most importantly <laughs> we meet a a giant dragon that's jerking off <laughs> into his own mouth well we gotta read it out <laughs> man this series so interesting they're going for it that's so funny um and uh like you were saying at the, the end of this this uh this volume here um Spoilers, uh, they, they do finally get to the uh, rocket tree, and uh, I love the idea that a spaceship could be made out of wood, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just, again, super inventive. Like, yeah. you could just grow a rocket ship. it looks ship. cool. Yeah. It looks cool, and it does what it wants to. It, like, it takes off on its own volition, yeah. and it, it kind of decides where it wants to go, but it can be coerced a little bit mm-hmm. uh, if you're, I guess, nice enough to treat it well. Um, but yeah, so we, we leave Marco and Alana and baby Hazel and Isabel, uh, the ghost, the g- 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 ghost, uh, in space in the, uh, the rocket tree and, uh, along with another couple of family members, mm. Steve Urkel, Carl Winslow, <laughs> the crossover event everybody's been looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Uh, it's definitely, yeah. It's definitely the beginning of a story or whatever. So yeah, I'm I'm super intrigued to see where it kind of goes from there. Would you say it's the beginning of a <laughs> don't tale? No saga. <laughs> Shit. It was good. Uh, yeah, and I I would say too. Uh, whereas the the last art I thought was like cool, or whatever, but mm-hmm. I wasn't like as into it. Um, it's very superhero-y, like you said, which is cool for that book. But this is uh, it's very well done. Uh, I'm it's different than the other books I've seen before. Um, oh, it, yeah. it has a different like kind of not, it's not sketched quality to it but it's I don't know it's just a little more realistic um, a little more down to earth and stuff but also crazy and cool and the colors are interesting and, and all this cool stuff so yeah yeah, I yeah. really dug that awesome well, I'm glad you dug it mm-hmm. um, I kind of had a feeling that you would but uh, yeah. you never know you never know yeah, sometimes yeah. things are, are a mess for whatever reason um, well if you like Fiona Staples on this book. Mm-hmm. You might like the next one that we read. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Because she's she's doing that one as well. Awesome. Um, but uh, I believe we're going to have a, a special guest on uh, on the next episode. Uh-huh. Is that right? We are. Uh, I need to talk to her about it again, but uh, Amanda shall be joining us. Ah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, who? Um, Amanda? My wife? Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> For new listeners, my wife will be joining us. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she has a, a past reading Archie comics. Yep. Yeah, so and, what is uh, uh, Fiona? Is it for Archie? Yes, yeah, she, uh, oh, she drew uh, the first three or four issues of the new 
uh, Archie comic series cool. uh, that started back in 2015. They rebooted it. Archie Comics, hard to get a handle on them. Um, <laughs> Archie yeah. Comics ran for like 70 years, uh-huh. and they decided to reboot it in 2015. That's fine. I mean, that's what comic yeah. uh, comic publishers do from time to time, just to inject some vitality back into the brand mm-hmm. or the, the series. <clears throat> and, uh, and Archie did that, but <laughs> they ended the first volume on an odd number. They ended the the first volume of Archie Comics on issue 666, <laughs> which is weird for, for Archie. Like, literally any other number would That's have been funny. fine, but it's not like, uh, it's not like <laughs> Archie's well known for his antics with Jughead and also the devil. Yeah. It's uh, just kind of a weird, weird place to end, but hey, whatever. I feel like that, yeah, Sabrina thing. From from what I'm gathering, uh, uh, you know that could that could work. I'm surprised they would do that. Archie is like so wholesome and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you would think they'd be like, I wonder. It, it just hasn't gotten out. Maybe, uh, but I, I feel like some some like Christian right group would be all like all up in arms about that. I mean, like release one more issue, you know, or something, <laughs> or take one away. <laughs> um, Interesting. So yeah, what we're going to do is um, read. Archie Volume 1 from 2015 um, is available on Comixology Unlimited as well. I think the first four volumes are available there. Oh, cool. But, uh, yeah, the series is um, written by Mark Wade, who's a popular um, comics writer. He's written for essentially every publisher that has ever been at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, with art on the first few issues by Fiona Staples... And then um, we've got Annie Wu that comes in along with Veronica Fish. So we've got a lot of female artists on this series, which is super cool because mm-hmm. um, they're, they're all really good. Um, but it's, it, it'll be interesting to see what you think of uh, Fiona Staples on like this type of series. Yeah. Because um, unlike Riverdale, which has a darker tone to it, mm-hmm. um, this one is more the, – the look is updated – uh, maybe similar in like visual style mm-hmm. to like what the the kids wear from Riverdale, sure. but that's it. the The overriding tome of uh, tome the overriding tone of this series is just like fun, you know. Okay. It's just like high school fun, like, more fun like classic Archie, but yeah. updated. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. They kill a guy, but oh, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, bare hands. I still know what you did with Archie. Yeah. <laughs> Super good joke. <laughs> I got it. I had a good time with it. Four out of five on that. Joke. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Man. thanks. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so that will be fun. Uh, also, uh, like I said, we're not going to do a uh, an Avengers issue because uh, I can't imagine Amanda would want to sit through us yammering about yeah. that. But she's still not off the hook. We're going to talk about superheroes. Yeah. A different set of superheroes. Some multicolored superheroes <laughs> that's right captain planet no oh um, man let's but, read that <laughs> i don't even know if that uh that's a i don't know if they have any captain planet i wonder on yeah comicsology um i'm sure they made them back in the day but mm-hmm. i just don't i don't know who owns that license maybe i'll do Ted my Turner. own uh i'll do my own uh tales from the quarter bin the the, <laughs> the captain planet throwaways you went to great lengths to yeah uh, <laughs> down an issue um so but no what we're going to do is read an issue of the mighty Morphin power rangers ongoing mm-hmm. series through boom studio so we've gone through a number of publishers 
this month. Yeah. yeah. So we've done uh, Marvel, obviously. Um, we've done DC with mm-hmm. Shazam. Image Comics with Saga. And then Archie Comics is uh, Archie. <laughs> and then uh, Power Rangers is through Boom Studios. So we're, we're taking a nice little tour of the, yeah, the publishing sure. uh, roster out there mm-hmm. in comics right now. Um, Boom Studios has been doing these Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comics since, I think, also around 2015. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, we're going to look into that. But we're not going to start with the first issue or even the zero issue of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to jump in the deep end. We're going to do issue 20. Okay. And um, honestly... You don't even need to okay. read any of the other comics to read this issue. It's a standalone issue. Oh, cool. takes takes place in the past, the distant past of 1969. Oh. Stephen, what if what if there was a Power Rangers team <laughs> before the team that we met on the show? Mm-mm. Is that what it is? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they're at Woodstock. Yeah, they're at Woodstock. Cool. Doing some acid. Oh. This makes total sense. And they see a Zord mm-hmm. or like yeah. a, they see, you know, all this stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah. Giant monsters. They, uh, originally Jimi Hendrix was going to be one of the Power Rangers. Oh, that makes sense. He was like, oh, let me be the purple one, man. Zordon was like, there is no purple one. He was like, ah, peace out, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> History, folks. <laughs> yeah. Here, here. He lit his guitar on fire and just walked right out of the command center. Um, yeah. But that. yeah, so that issue of Power Rangers is also on Comixology Unlimited. So if you've cool. got that subscription, check it out. Read nice. along with us. I'm very interested to, uh, to hear what you guys think about that because I've reread this issue uh, two or three times. Oh, yeah? So far. So, uh, man, I love it. Cool. It's, just, um, it's crazy. Well, first off, I like things that said in the past like that. Uh, it sounds kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's it's cool too. Like we have a you know, Amanda and I both have a background in, in Power Rangers that we both like grew up watching that show and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued to to read any of that because I haven't read any of the comics for it. I just uh, know the show, you know, so that'll be yeah. kind of interesting in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that will give you a, a good idea of the the tone that the uh, the ongoing series is going yeah. for. It's more um, a, a little more serious than the the like TV show, mm-hmm. but not like. Batman versus Superman <laughs> levels of, of dark, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it's good. And I'll have cover images posted on Twitter and Instagram so people can check those out and uh, get the, the right issues to, uh, to follow along with us. Cool. But, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, again, the Archie volume is the first six issues of the 2015 series. Um, all of those are available on Comixology Unlimited as well as volume one, which we're going to be doing. And then uh, Power Rangers, or, I'm sorry, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue 20. Cool. Sounds good yeah. to me, man. All right. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to add to today's show? One random last note. Uh, at the end of the volume that I had for Saga, um, it went into this. Uh, it said, from the authors of Saga and Wonder Woman, please enjoy this sample of Paper Girls. Oh, um, yeah. And so I read, th- I was like, well, I might as well, you know, so I, I read through that. And uh, it was it was cool. I, it's not a whole lot in the little sample or whatever, but uh, I... I got so excited. There's a scene where a girl wakes up from a nightmare, and on her wall is a Monster Squad poster. And yep. it is it is like an accurate, drawn representation of the actual poster. And it's kind of cut off because there's like a, a little inset of her like face up close. Oh, my God. I got so fucking excited, though, when I saw it. So okay. awesome. 
So I'll level with you. This is going to be one of the books that I was going to recommend once we get closer to October. Okay. Um, because it's not really like a, a horror series uh-huh. per se, but it, it is in the tone of Monster Squad or uh, cool. uh, Stranger Things. Right on, yeah. Of. So I think that'd be a fun one to to do. Um, in the the first two single issues of Saga, it has that same preview in the back of it. Uh-huh. Like they were really like trying to push it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just put it in there twice. But oh, uh, yeah, okay. I didn't I didn't realize they had it in that uh, that first volume. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's really it's a, a really good series. It has a lot of like twists and turns. It's hom- almost hard to describe mm-hmm. what it is without spoiling anything. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, definitely check that series out in the future. Yeah, cool. Well, that sounds good. I was actually thinking about that um, earlier that I, I like these. You know, we talked about doing like uh, August is like comic month uh, that we're, we're doing, but we're going to keep going with the Avengers. And then now, like, I want to keep reading Saga. I want to keep doing some of these things, and we'll we'll try to mm-hmm. maybe throw in more comics here and there. Uh, but I was like, <laughs> I liked how we did, uh, um, was it Uzumaki? Uh, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yep. Uh, you know, for Halloween, like, uh, I'm sure you might have more recommendations. So this sounds cool. And I... I didn't get that tone necessarily because I, I had just read Saga and I kind of just like put this, you know, I kept flipping through and just kept reading this, whatever. But now that I'm like flipping through and looking at the pictures even, uh, the drawings and stuff, uh, I'm like, oh man, I totally get what you're saying about like Monster Squad or Stranger Things. And now it sounds like uh, awesome. So I would love to see uh, kind of where that would go. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All um, right. Well, let's uh, wrap this bitch up. All right. So if uh, you have any questions, comments, uh, dog pictures, pop culture combat contenders, which is something that we'll get back into yeah. here in uh, maybe a few weeks, mm-hmm. or something specific that you want us to discuss, be sure to contact us. You can email us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LTAS pod. And be sure to follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hippard. So I think that's going to do it for this episode. Yep. Uh, Until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Let's Let's talk talk later. later. Awesome. I'm definitely shitting. (laughs) Right now? (laughs) Are you in a a toilet room? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that uncomfortable? Open walls. (laughs) The freedom is just really great. Privacy (laughs) is for losers. What are you doing? Get over here and shit. Yes, silly goose. If you can't talk to your friends while you're shitting, what can you do? <laughs> Man. That's where, I, that's where I do all my best Skyping. Sync phrase. Am I shitting? <laughs> On three. One, two, three. Am, Am I, I shitting? shitting? Yeah. Um, so today's show is... Uh, what, are, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, did you have anything beyond just what's listed on here to no. talk about, really? No? <laughs> <laughs> Steven, are you there? I know. It's frozen. I can hear you. One, two, three. Am, Am I, I shitting? shitting? Giant war turtles. Tortles. Tortles. <laughs> <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs>